0: I also want to just remind you, you know, we do have a couple of other things that every time we, to get, we gather together that we do. Um, and the first one is actually, we always are offering prayer uh, when we gather together. So again, you can go to our website um, and click on that anytime. Uh, if you want prayer, we would love to be able to constantly uh, be lifting you up and encouraging you right to the throne of God. And the other thing obviously we do uh, normally on our Sundays is, is take our offering. And we know that in this time um, of these, this uncertainty that uh, we don't know what's going to happen financially <laughs> and that some of us for sure are going to struggle financially, other of us are going to be fine. But for those of us are who, who, who are going to be able to continue in our work and God's going to be providing for us, man, we just want to encourage you to continue to just to give faithfully to K2 because, man, this is the time for the church. And we are so excited about the things we're offering, the opportunities that we have to be in our community, to encourage you. And we would just want to make sure that we're able to continue to function fully that way. So right above K2 Live are two tags you can click on. One is just the really simple way uh, to, to give today if you'd like to do that. And then also we have a tab that you can click on if you're visiting with us and, or new or just want to, man, we would love to get your information, to get you connected into our community, to make sure that you're receiving everything uh, that we have for you. All right, today, every time we give a message, there's two things that we try to do. We try to realize that uh, there are felt needs that people have and there are questions that people want to answered. And we try to meet those things. Well, today the felt need is, is pretty easy. We are living in an unprecedented time of uncertainty and the unknown. Again, like I talked about last week, those three things that are so important to us, where we find security, our health, our finances, and our relationships are all shaking a little bit right now. Mind that, if you're here in Utah, I wondered if I was going to have a house on Wednesday so, the rest of you who are watching who weren't here in the state of Utah and didn't get to experience our earthquake, um, how crazy was that on this last Wednesday? Unbelievable. And then later in the day, I actually came here to the K2 building and I was working here because it was quiet because no one's here. And, uh, and right in the middle of the afternoon, the other big aftershock happened. And this huge building was shaking, and I just thought, this is crazy, I get my house, but apparently earthquakes are no respecter of building size. And uh, it reminded me, you guys, um, of flying in an airplane, because I have flown in little two-seater, little four-seater airplanes, and when when turbulence would happen, I would expect that to happen, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. When I fly in a commercial jet, I, I've always been like, "Why do we need to wear these seat belts?" This is just—I I feel like it's silly to me. So I always make them super loose, and, and it, because I just don't feel like they're necessary. Probably about ten years ago or so, I was flying back to Detroit, and uh, and probably about an hour into the flight, everything was fine, it was calm, it was a normal flight, and then all of a sudden, the pilot gets on uh, the intercom and says, "Ladies and gentlemen." Get in your seats immediately. Buckle your seatbelts. Flight attendants, get to your seats right now and buckle in. I mean, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd never heard anybody be so urgent. And we're sitting there for about another twenty seconds, and then all of a sudden, whoo! And I literally, my whole body was up in the air, and then, wham, down, whoa, whoa! And this, those, those things are huge. And it was being thrown around like I couldn't believe it. And and I remember being up in the air with my seatbelt holding me in and just going, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. I know now why we need our seatbelts. I want to tell you, man, that happened like this. And what we're learning right now is life can change quickly. You can lose things quickly. You can lose control quickly. And we're there. So that's the felt need today. So what's the question? The question we need to answer today is, where's the seatbelt? <laughs> where's the seatbelt? Where's the thing that can hold me in and keep me secure when I am out of control and so is the world around me? How can I feel secure in the turbulence? Can I be It's a great question. Can I actually be at deep peace in my soul, no matter what? And that's what we're going to answer today. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4 says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. Man, I, I, I love that. You will keep in perfect peace those who trust you. You know, it made me think of when we started K2 16 years ago. And, uh, and we were, we, the first thing we did is we just dropped a bunch of brochures off uh, about 10,000 of, of at people's homes. And it was crazy to me because by the time we had laid down every brochure and I had gotten back to my home, I was already receiving emails from people, and they were just questions, just questions. Could there finally be something different in Utah? And then they, but they wanted to know, what do you think about this, and what are your views on this, and how do you, and and I was like, wow! I had no idea people would ask so many questions. (laughs) So I took a walk, and I just prayed, and I said, man, God, how do you want me to answer these? And I remember the first thing I wanted everybody to know, and I just told, and this was my first response, is that we're all about Jesus and no apologies. And I just want to tell you guys today, if you're watching in, you're visiting, we're, we're all about Jesus. Why? Why? Because we need a rock. We need something that will never change and never be lost when everything else can. And that's why Jesus said, and I used this passage last time in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There is a peace that's beyond anything that this world can afford us. And that's what we're going to look at today. What is this perfect peace that God is saying He can give to any one of us? And so, Philippians chapter 4. Um, is where we're going to teach from. And uh, I told you last week, there are just some classic passages in the Bible and we just kind of want to run through these. And this is one of them. Um, I I know this thing, man. I've memorized these. My my oldest daughter, Mariah, she told me this week, she goes, man, I've memorized that passage. Many Christians who've been a Christian for a while have memorized this passage. You know why? Because we are so prone to find ourselves being anxious and fearful because this world is very unsettling. So let me just read through it and then I'm going to unpack it for you. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Now, I want to tell you, when this verse starts off and it says, don't be anxious about anything. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll get right on that. Seriously, like, it just kind of seems crazy to be just told, don't be anxious. But here's what I want to tell you. Here's what this passage is actually saying to us. You don't need to be anxious. You don't need to be. The peace of God can guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And the God of peace can be with you in all things at all times. And so if you today don't possess peace, or if you have people that you love, if they don't possess peace— you can have it, and they can have it. It's a great exchange that God wants to say, give me your anxiety, and I will actually, in return, give you my peace. So here's, here's what I want to do. I so want to equip you today. I, I, that's part of our mission at K2, is to invite and equip everyone to live out the adventure of following God. And, and this passage in, in Philippians is a very... Uh, practical actually equipping passage. So I want to do this. And and so here's here's my f- phrase that I want you to remember today. When you're rattled, step into perfect peace. When you're rattled, step into perfect peace. Because it's right there. Jesus is right there. And you can actually step into it And so now you guys who hang with me and you've been with me for a while, man, one of the the things we hardly ever do here is, hey, so let me just give you four quick, easy steps to perfect peace. Um, And and I'm not going to do, I'm not going to give you four quick and easy steps, but this passage is going to give you four (laughs) steps that you can actually take to give you peace. And here's Here's what I want you to to begin to believe even as we go before these. This is a battle of faith. Susie and I were driving in and she just said, Dave, just remember like what God is saying is you can, you can be free from the anxiety and the fear. You can have his peace. So the work though that we do is to believe. Jesus said the work is to believe. And so we're gonna fight today to believe this. And I'm gonna share, this isn't easy. These aren't easy steps to peace, but they are the four steps to peace. Okay? And here's where I'm gonna get a little cheesy on you, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna get a little cheesy on you because I want to remember these for myself and I want you to remember this message. I really want to help you today, okay? And so the four steps are a little acronym called rattle. R-A-T-L. Because when you're rattled, you need to step into his peace. And the four are the R is rejoice in the Lord. The A is ask with thanksgiving. The T is to think about excellent things. And the L is to love God above all else. That's what I'm gonna unpack with you. Okay, let's do it. Here's number one. Rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 4, 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And this is crazy. Rejoice in the Lord always? That means right now. Those of us who actually follow Jesus, we should actually be able to rejoice. So, but the, but the key here is what do you rejoice in? You're supposed to rejoice, not in the circumstances. Not, no, you rejoice in the Lord. Why? Why can we rejoice in Jesus Christ anytime, no matter what's going on? Because it's because of Jesus Christ that the Lord God is near. We rejoice in Jesus because he's the one who's actually made the presence of God possible in our lives in everything that we go to. He is, right, the eternal rock that that first passage talked about, the eternal life that we receive. Now, I talked about this last week, and I I can't, this never gets old. I live on this. We all need to live on this. And and again, if you're here for the first time, then maybe you're going to hear this. But eternal life is knowing God. It's actually experiencing God. So the reason we can rejoice in Jesus is because Jesus has allowed us the ability that we can actually experience God in the midst of everything else being so turbulent. So I'm going to do two things here. I want to remind every one of you who believe in Jesus, that God is near you. He is not far away. He is not distant. And for some of you, if you're visiting on, on through this for church today and, and you, you don't know exactly what the Christian message is, I'm, I, I'm excited because I'm going to share with you for the first time how you could actually have God be near you so that you can rejoice when you're rattled. Okay, so here's what eternal life is. Jesus says eternal life is that you know the one true God. And that means you're experiencing him. You actually share your life with him. It's an intimate relationship with him. So eternal life is basically anyone who says, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. And I want to be in your life. I I want to follow you. I want to be with you all the time. I want to share my life with you. I want to experience you because that's eternal life. Now, here's what's interesting. If that's what life is, because the Bible talks a lot about, too, it's like, man, you're actually dead in your sins. It's like, well, what do you mean I'm dead? Well, if life is saying, Jesus, I want you in my life, and I want to follow you, then death would simply be, God, I don't want you in my life, and I'm really not interested at all in following you. See, if you don't want God in your life, and you don't want to follow him, then he, he does not force you to. But the issue is then you actually get separated from God and you don't have his life. And here's what's crazy, y'all. That is the condition of every human heart. There's not a human being who just wants God in their life and wants to follow him. But what we earn, the Bible says what we earn actually for saying, God, I don't want you in my life is separation from him. Romans 6.23 simply says this, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the wages of sin, because that's what sin is, God, I don't want you, I don't want to follow you, is separation from him, it's death. But the gift of God, the gift, you don't have to work for it, you don't have to try, it's a gift he wants to give you and he wants to give it to you today, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, like I said last week, the gift that God wants to give you is Himself. He is saying, I want to be with you through everything, and particularly today, to give you my peace. So, God so loved the world that He sent Jesus, and that's where Jesus says, I will pay the penalty for your sin. The wage you earned is death, so I'll pay that. I will die, I will take on your punishment. I will take it on, and God's justice is served. And through that act of Jesus, taking on your punishment, you can be completely forgiven of all your sin. And that's all a Christian is, is someone who said, man, Lord, I want you in my life. Please forgive me for not wanting you. (laughs) Please forgive me for not walking with you. I need you to be near me. So what do you do? The first thing you do is you just simply confess and that word just means I agree with you God I agree with you that I have lived my life not wanting to be with you and I have not wanted you in my life but now I'm going to repent and that's a Christian biblical word that simply means I'm going to change my mind God today I want to change my mind I don't want to live without you anymore I want you in my life I want to receive forgiveness and reconciliation and receive your life. And so, God, I'm giving you that. I give you my life. I give you my life. I want to receive you and I want you. And here's what he says. He goes, if you will believe in me, if you will really believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he took on all your punishment to forgive you, if you'll put your trust in him that way and if you'll turn towards me and receive me. He goes, I forgive you. And I put my spirit inside of you. And I want to tell you, you guys, if you have never done that, then peace, the peace of God that could guard your hearts and your minds and the God of peace who could be with you. He's right here, but he's not yours yet. You can have him today. And then you know what happens? And this is what I want to remind all of you Christians. Rejoice in the Lord. There's not anything you will ever go through alone. Ever. And there is a supernatural, a peace that transcends understanding. It's beyond your mind. It's supernatural. And it's because it's God. And it's his peace. And it'll come inside you. So, when you're rattled, what do you do? For those of us who are Christians, we rejoice in The Lord, we rejoice in Jesus because that means we remember that God is near. And when God is near, then that whole idea that your gentleness is evident to all, it's evident because I'm at peace. And that's number one, huge step. Rejoice in the Lord. Number two, what do you do? He says, then you got to ask. Ask with thanks. Philippians 4, 6. Don't be anxious about anything. In every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Can I, I just want to tell you guys, sometimes I think that people think if you get super spiritual, you don't really ask God for anything anymore. It's like, I I just want to tell you, (laughs) that's not true. In fact, God, I feel like what God's reminded me of is he's made me so dependent on him that I'm supposed to be asking even more. I shouldn't be doing anything on my own. He wants everything to be like this. But here's the key to this verse for peace. He says, when you present your requests, when you ask, you're supposed to do it with thanksgiving. Now, I've got to be honest, that feels kind of counterintuitive because normally you ask God to do something and then when he does it, then you go, man, thanks God for doing that. But Paul's like, do you want peace? Do you want the peace that passes all understanding to guard you? And when you ask, ask with thanks. Why? Because I want to tell you, if you can actually thank God before he answers, what you're saying is, I believe in you. God, I trust you. I'm believing in who you are. I'm believing in what you've said. And I'm going to thank you. And this is really important. God, I'm going to thank you for whatever you are going to do. Again, classic verse, Romans eight twenty eight says, we know that in all things God works. <laughs> okay, we're going to sing the song, Waymaker, at the end when I'm done with my message. And that great phrase that we're going to sing, even when I can't see it, I know that you're working. Even when I can't feel it, I know that you're working. How do we know that? Because the scripture tells us, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. So see, when you believe that, then you can actually, while you're presenting your request to God, you can say, God, I thank you for whatever you're going to do because I know you're working. Now, it's one thing for me to tell you that, and I'm supposed to because that's my job, is to teach you what is the scriptures tell us. But I just want to confess to you, this is hard. <laughs> This is not easy. It's still not easy for me, man. I've been walking with for 32 years. It's a work of faith. And I just want to remind you of a story if you've been with us for K2, but if you're new. Um, when my daughter, my first daughter, Mariah, was born, she had a hemangioma. It's called a birthmark on her face. And, um, and eventually, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And it, got, it was deep, dark red on the outside. It basically, they're just arteries that grow out of control. And then eventually, it was like a like a baseball underneath her cheek, this little three-year-old baby with this. And what we found out was that it was actually growing not on the outside, it was, but also on the inside and was wrapping itself around her optic nerve. And if we didn't stop it, she would lose her sight. And so we had to go high dosage steroids for her and uh, to stop its growth. But when it broke all of that down, it did stop it and she has her sight today. But it also... um, created this everything on the outside to break down huge scars divots literally on her face and so when she was young um after we stopped the inner growth uh we were doing some surgery to try to try to help smooth out uh the damage that had been done and i remember we were going to go that was somehow miracle of god we, we got connected to the top guy dr milton weiner in in the united states who does these surgeries But they told us. They said um, the nurses told us, um, "You just need to know, this is really painful. It's really, really hard. We wish we could find out something else, but it's going to be really tough." And so, so I'm prepping for the surgery. I take my little girl to the surgery and have this super painful thing done. And the crazy thing was, we were in our life together group, and we were actually in Philippians, and we're in Philippians four. And again, I know this verse upside up and down. Like, don't be anxious about anything, okay? But the truth was, every time I knew this verse, I was praying to God every day, and I couldn't get peace. And I'm like, I was so scared. I was scared that my wife and I were going to be the ones causing my daughter pain, which we did, and that my daughter, this young little girl, would have this view of her parents, you know, that were just negative. I I had so many fears of how this was going to affect her. And so finally, I, I mean, weeks are going by. And I'm like, God, I know this verse, and it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm praying. I'm asking. And I don't have any peace whatsoever. So finally, one morning, I just sat down, and I just said that to God. I'm just like, God, why won't you grant me peace? I'm trying to do what your, what your word says. And, and again, we believe, because the Bible tells us that God speaks to us through our thoughts, and immediately this thought hit me. David, it's because you don't trust me. It's because you don't trust me. You don't believe that I actually love your daughter. You don't believe that I actually care for her. You don't believe that I'm going to be with you. You think I'm far away, uninterested, don't care. You you think you're all in this, that I'm not actually going to work out good for this. And I remember sitting there going, you're right. I mean, I'm asking you to do stuff, but I don't believe you're actually going to do it. I don't trust you. You guys, you know what was so important in that moment? It was so important for God to show me the reality of my heart. Because it's one thing just to throw throw out a prayer, but I didn't believe it. But as soon as you do an honest confession, the real you, this is the real you. And by the way, God's only interested in the real you, not the religious person who tries to act like they got everything together. You know, he wants, if you're scared, if you're nervous, if you're anxious, if you don't trust him, then you know what he wants you to say? I don't trust you. (laughs) And the craziest thing was, all of a sudden, and when I finally revealed the, 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 the real state of my heart, then I was able to go, wait a second, you do love her. She's your child even more than she's mine, and you are good, you are love, you are near. And, 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 and when I realized those things about God, that that's what's true about him, then I could actually pray to him and thank him for who he was. You know what's crazy? That morning, I went to work, I'm sitting in my office, somebody comes in and they go, hey man, so how are you feeling about the surgery coming up? And I'll never forget, I was like, I literally, I literally look down and I'm like, because I've had this pit of anxiety and it was gone. It was gone. I'm telling you, the peace that surpasses all understanding can guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now here's what happened. I still made requests. I still asked God to protect her. I still asked us, him to help us through this whole thing, but now I could actually pray with thanksgiving. I could ask him, and then I could say, and thank you, God, that you love her. And thank you that you're gonna work good out of this. And I tell you, when you can ask with thanks, the peace guards your heart. So there you go, when you're rattled, Step into perfect peace. Number one, rejoice in the Lord. Two, ask with thanksgiving. Here's number three, think about what's excellent. Philippians four eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Excellence, outstanding, extremely good. Here's what I realize. To make requests with thanks, you must be thinking rightly about God. The only way you can actually thank God for something that you don't even have is you have to know what's true about God. So you need to know, in in, in light of these these adjectives here, you need to know how righteous and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy He is is. And you need to think about that. God gave you this ability, no matter what you're feeling, no matter how disturbed you are inside of you and how anxious you are, you and I have the ability to think about what is true about God. And I I just want to tell you, we were talking about this in our small group, our Life Together group, just this last, last week, that God's holy, you guys. And what that means is he's so different than us. He's not like anything else. He's the only thing that doesn't change. He is the only thing that's always the same who will always be there for you. But I I just want to tell you, there's four things, so you can write these down, okay? That when I think, when I think about God so that I can actually be at peace and put my, and ask with thanks, here's the four things I think about God that are true. Number one, he is love. He is love. He can't do anything but love you. You got to believe that. You got to think that truth about God. Secondly, he's good. (laughs) All the Bible, in fact, through the Old Testament, their main phrase was, God is good and his love endures forever. He's good and his love endures forever. You guys, God is good. He can't do anything bad. He's good and all of his ways are good. Third, he's righteous and he's holy in his righteousness, which simply means he can't do anything wrong. He can't. Oh my goodness, everything else around us can go wrong. It's going wrong right now. I need to know that there's a God who loves me and when he loves me, he does good things and every decision he makes is right. He is absolutely trustworthy. And then the fourth thing for me is he's all powerful. He is matchless in his power. There is even that earthquake, nothing, nothing to God. He's so far beyond everything. And then I just add this fifth one. Here's the other thing you can know. You got to think about this. He is always working for you. He loves you. He's good. He's right. He's all powerful. And he's working. So think about those things. So can I just tell you two quick action steps on this one? Because this has got to be, how do I think? How do I think about God? Number one, open your Bibles again, you guys. Open your, your bibles right now i would encourage you go to the psalms go to the psalms and read a psalm every day and by the way that word think it actually means to meditate on it it means to drill down into it it's 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 not a quick little thing it's like deliberate unhurried careful thinking so read the scriptures every day and let god's truth remind you of who he is And here's the other thing. This is a great way that we can also uh, think about what is is true and what's excellent about God is when we worship him. Those two songs that the guys led and the one we're going to do, those are truths about God. And when you worship, the deeper part of your soul connects with what's true about God and it helps you, deep soul. So one of the great things, Kim Mepham, who's one of our worship leaders, she actually put on our K2 Cares page a worship playlist for this season. So if you're looking like, oh, I don't know, where do I find the music? There you go. Go to our K2 Cares page and actually see the playlist that Kim put up there for you. And then personally, I'm just going to give you, If there, I have a CD that I've listened to more than any other by far. And the gal's name is Christine Mueller. Christine Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And the title of her CD is Those Who Dream. And I want to tell you, if you just, if you want uh, some music that will minister your soul and tell you who God is and give you strength and peace, that's the one I suggest you to get. So when you're rattled, step into perfect peace. Step one, rejoice in the Lord. Step two, ask with thanksgiving. Step three, think about what is excellent. R-A-T and here's the L. Love God above all things. Love him above all things. The last verse Paul says this whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice and the god of peace will be with you you know and i was thinking about that and i'm like so if i was walking around and i was watching paul's life what would i've learned or received or heard or seen in paul you know you know what paul did he loved god <laughs> He loved Jesus with his life. He gave everything, and he trusted him, and he loved him, so he followed him perfectly. And then I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, and follow me as I follow the example of Christ. Because that's what Jesus, Jesus goes, I love the Father. I love him. And so I do everything that he wants me to do. And so What Jesus showed us, you guys, I've said this before, Jesus actually showed us what it is to be human, what it's supposed to be like, and what it's supposed to be like is this eternal life that I talked about. God is supposed to be so near you and so in you and so with you all the time that what he is, you have. And that's what Jesus did. And you know how? Because he loved him. And Paul had it. Why? Because he loved him. He loved God. And so there's, a, there's an advantage. Let me just give you two quick advantages to loving God above all things. Here's the first one. I love, I was sitting there this morning, I'm thinking, man, I love my home. I'm glad it didn't crash down. I actually really, I love my home. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my job. I love this church. I actually love my life in Utah. I, I like living here. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way, for me to love those things. But, if I love them, if they become what I live for, and then they're gone, I'm devastated. Now, after Jesus, Susie would be the closest thing to me and my kids. And if they would happen to be gone, I would be devastated. I would be so distraught. But, I would still have Jesus. I know I'd see him again, and he would be with me. See, when you love anything more than God, even good things, but if they get above God and they're gone, then it can ruin your life. (laughs) So jobs, loss of jobs could ruin your life. Financial security could ruin your life. Your health and even dying could ruin your life if it's the most important thing. But when you love God above everything else, because by the way, just to let you know, you are going to lose everything at some point. We just are. But God says, I want to be with you, the God of peace with you. And then, if anything is gone, I'm still with you. And I'm the God of peace. And when you love him more than anything else, Deep in your soul, you can always have peace. And here's the second thing, real quickly. Number two is Paul said you got to put this into practice, and then the God of peace would be with you. And I think that simply means Jesus said this: If anyone loves me, if anybody loves me, you obey my you obey my teaching, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them, and we will make our home with them. another place, he says, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciple. Then you know the truth, and the truth sets you free. What's he saying? He's simply saying this. If you love me, you follow me. And then, you know what happens when you follow me? Then you are where I am. So God is just saying, listen, I am right here. But every time you say yes to me, every time you say, man, God, I love you so much. I trust you. I'm going to follow you. That's what Paul was saying. See how I live my life? Put into practice the same thing you see me doing. And you know what will happen? You follow Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, you're with Jesus. So he says the God of peace will be with you. And I think it also means you'll be with the God of peace when you love him. When you love him, you follow him and he's right there. Now, can I just tell you? Here's my last piece of advice for you. Last thing. What I'm learning is there are times, because I love him, I do. But there are times when it's hard to do what he wants me to do. It just is. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Ask him for help. In these days, what God is showing me is, David, I'm actually here to help you. I can help you say yes to me. That's what salvation is. Jesus, his spirit is now inside you. And he's the only one who always said yes to God. He's the only one who says, I always do what the father tells me to do. And now you can say, Jesus, will you help me say yes to God? Because I want to stay close to God. I don't want to be separate from him. I want to be right with him because I need his peace. Will you help me? Help me. Man, I'm asking him every day, Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me to believe. Help me to trust you. And help me to walk with you. All right, so there you go. As the band comes up to give us our final song. Again, this beautiful song, this way maker. We're going to help you guys to think about what is true about God with this song. And we're going to give you a chance to rely on him and trust in him. Let me just remind you one last time. When you're rattled, step into perfect peace. Rejoice in the Lord. Ask with thanksgiving. Think about what is excellent. And love God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. And the God of peace will be. With you, And can I just say, if you don't know Jesus yet, if, if, if you are still apart from God and you want to put your faith in him today and receive him into your life today, then right above the K2 live page is a link that you can click on and you can give us your information and you can just say, man, I need to talk to somebody because today is the day that I want to be able to rejoice because God is near me. If you want to put your faith in Christ, fill out that form and we'll give with you this week. All right, let's worship.